0: The champ is here! We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here! I must be the greatest! The champ is here! I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ
1: is here! I will will not not lose. lose! I'm
2: a bad man! I shook up the
1: world.
3: Yes, 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 yes. And we continue to shake up the world. Hey, I want to welcome you. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with we. My name is EJ and I got my man. MH. Yes, yes. He's a lockdown DB of the show. on that press coverage. So, hey, man, we're black in sports, man. Giving a voice to the people, uh, the culture that will not shut up and dribble. Here to interview the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom. Covering it all while laughing at it all and providing a platform to be heard. Okay? So, listen without further ado, okay? We want to welcome our guest here into the stage and and for this, you know, we got to do it a special way, all right?
1: We going to let the band deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. Like- So check it out, check it out, Uh, check it out Check it out, all right (laughs) So listen, listen, we're going to head down to the MIA for this one That's that 305 MIA, yo, okay So today, it will be lights, camera, action And we're going to make sure the cameras get our good side Well, today we have the video manager of the Miami Marlins in the house Please, please give it up for Jason Mello McCain What up, Jay, man? What's up, Jay, man? So, hey.
1: Yeah. I hope yeah you, funny. Uh, absolutely, man. We have to bring you in, right, man?
3: Come on now. So, listen, man. How we love to sh- start the show is we need you to give us a shoot-your-shot moment, man. So, I mean, you've done a lot of things in life. It could have been with the, the ladies. It could have been in your career. could have been on that ball court, whatever court you played on. But we need a shoot your shot moment when you went for it
2: all.
1: Shoot my shot moment. Uh, I, I probably would say most recently is this job um, with the Marlins. I uh, moved to Miami with no job in sight, and I shot my shot. I literally just pulled up to the facilities and was like, yo, I don't know what y'all video team's about, but, you know, <laughs> I need <laughs> I need some income in my life along with an opportunity. And it just so happened that they were looking for somebody, and it was perfect timing. They had a an intern job there, and I was like, I'm not trying to be an intern. I got the qualifications to run the video department and I shot my shot every now and then they go in. So that's the
0: time. <laughs> there you go. That's big time, bro.
1: <laughs> and usually don't happen that way, but Hey, everything has its own time. So, I feel it, it worked
0: out for me. I feel it, man. Hey, come hey. And I, come run this video department.
1: Hey, I need <laughs> to Yeah, I mean, and as Miles no, I'm not one to shoot no three. So I'm i always in the, I'm you, in the, pain the pain, with mine. Huh?
0: <laughs> Unnecessarily fouling people, bodying people. Big fella.
1: Yeah, hey, big, big fella, fella in the paint, always, elbows included.
2: Oh, I
0: love it. So bro, what uh what started your love for, for sports in general?
1: Um, I guess if we're taking it back to what started. Yep. i youngest of six in my family, and uh, my family is a sports family. So my brothers play sports, sisters play sports, and I was the young one who had to always go to practice and sit on the sideline and watch. <laughs> I'm the one. You know how that go when you – at your brother's basketball practice and they go on full scrimmage and I got the balls on the sideline and when they take off to the other side, I'm trying to get my shot up before they come back. So (laughs) That's that's, kind of who I was and what I was and it just kind of led into a lifestyle. Um, I followed my brothers everywhere. So they played ball, I played ball. They talked to girls. I was in the room while they were talking to girls. (laughs) 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 That's just kind of how it was and I fell in love with it and it kind of just took over my life to a point where it took over my career without even realizing it was a profession. So that's where it started, and just, just, I'm trying to keep it going since I can't play. I'm to be on it. the sideline recording.
0: So you kind of the like the little big brother though. Like you kind of you kind of big in the paint. we as we got to <laughs> where, are, <laughs> so, where all that size
2: comes from,
1: bro. So it's funny though because I started off tiny. I was real small, um, little scrub, glasses. Trying to be cool, and about I want to say I went in the seventh, to eighth grade. I was five two, five three, and then went into high school about five six, five seven. So all of me and my nice. boys are about the same height. Damn. And something, like, oh man, like I, I'm i trying to play basketball. I'm trying to play football. So in Pop Warner, you know, you play every position. Right. And then in basketball, everybody is just it doesn't matter what. Who play what in middle school? So we need five people on the court. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> we really just need five bodies. <laughs> that's somebody that's gonna run. Yeah. Just, you know somebody could shoot, and somebody to steal, and the rest of y'all just stand around and clog space. Right. So I was I was one of them clogged space dudes because <laughs> basketball is just never my game. But I, I really thought I was gonna make it in basketball. Like I was good in football in middle school in top corners. But once I translate to high school, I was like, man. I play basketball. And so freshman year, I barely even paid attention to football. Like I was on the team but I was I wouldn't practice. I was not paying attention. But when basketball season came, I'm in training camp. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then uh I walk in the gym freshman year and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. These dudes is tall. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, where, where are y'all from? Wait, what you <laughs> <laughs> like I I thought we was all the same height for a little bit, but yeah, so he came in and then coach so it was this is how it worked out. So he coach stroked my ego without me realizing I failed. And so I'm gonna explain what that means. So we go out, we have tryouts with freshman basketball team. Uh-huh. And there's only sixteen spots on the team. It was twenty five people trying out. Okay. And uh I didn't, let's just need to say I didn't make the freshman basketball team. <laughs> but, with, but him not telling, he didn't, he didn't tell me I didn't make the team. Okay. He told me that there's manager? an opportunity, <laughs> no, no, he told me there's an opportunity for me to progress my talent at a higher level so Damn. I can make the sophomore team. So he put me on the sophomore basketball team. Me and two of my boys. So, of course, for us, we like, oh, man, we ain't even worried yeah. about these freshmen. you yeah, like, sorry. We <laughs> <okay>. <laughs>
2: freshman ass, freshman ass. Yeah, sorry. yeah
1: they, We coming. We coming. We playing sophomore. We ready. Bro. Mind you, we not thinking. We, we thinking we about to really play. We come <laughs> in. First day of practice. I'm like, all right, cool. They like picking jersey numbers and they like, you know, y'all are freshmen, so y'all gave with less. Man, I ain't tripping. I'm on,
3: work.
0: I mean, to I mean, my, so- in my
1: mind, I was on varsity. <laughs> For sure. I was a varsity player. Bye bye. Because I'm my, like, my mom oh. made
3: it. My mom made it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with, with the levels of school, like sophomore uniforms is better than the freshmen. freshman uniforms is trash. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Then they threw me that KD35. And, <laughs> Mind you, I told y'all I was like five, five, six, five, seven. This, jer- this jersey was a cool three X, like <laughs> so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I got on this dick uniform, and I'm just I'm hyped. And then first day of practice, I didn't realize what was about to happen to me, and we was picks. Like our job was to take charges. Our job was to get the rebound. Our oh, practice dummies. We was practice, so we, we practice bodies. Yo, <laughs>
3: then, I know football we had practice yeah. <laughs> dummies, but I know they did it in basketball. Exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: exactly. So I'm I'm out there every day catching chins and elbows. That's why now I'm so sorry if that get hit with the elbow. It is what it is. So, <laughs> so, you know, I'm out there taking all these hits.
2: Right.
1: First game come, we didn't play. Second game come, we didn't play. Third game, even, we had a road game. Okay. We didn't even have a road uniform put on. Like, he was just like, yeah, y'all just, you know, wear y'all hoodies and yeah. come to the game. So, came to the we, <laughs> we bought 15, 16 games in the season. Oh, nice. Tough. Before. Oh. So, I, I go to the coach, and I'm like, you know, coach, like, What's why good? am I here? Right. And, you know, he hit me with the motivational speech, like Jordan didn't make his team. and I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to play. Like, my pops just showed up to all these games and he told me last night he's not coming back right. I'm on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, so can I get a, can I get like a little inch or something? So he heard me, uh-huh. but it was more, I, I rather had not played because what he did was he put me in on a free throw. So, oh. wow, somebody, get in the you, game, I'm in the like, game. not box out. <laughs> 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 Yo, come on, man. So, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I'm it's sucked. literally, I'm hyped. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He telling me to get in the game. I look at my boy. He still ain't playing yet. He got a cook look on his face. I double tap him on the leg and run in the game. And <laughs> I'm standing at the free throw line. My man missed the free throw. As soon as he, my boy got the rebound. I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, cool. My man got the rebound called timeout. Oh. take like, oh. me, me right back out the game. Oh. And so, uh. <laughs> I went back to the sideline. I'm like, oh man, you know, I know the play. He's like, oh, you ain't got to take me out. He's like, you good. Like, what's up? So after that game, I was like, all right. I went home, talked to my brothers and my brother was like, man, you're not supposed to be playing basketball. Like that's just not your thing. You're too aggressive. You, you athletic, you're not being used the proper way. So after that game, I kind of put the basketball to to the side. I played the season out. I didn't quit because you know, That's my you pop ain't going to let me quit. Yeah. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no quitting. No, right. right. I, didn't, I didn't take it personal. I stopped wearing my uh, jersey on game day. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> 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 I did that. And then after that season was over, I just kind of dove into football heavy. And that just became my life. And went to play football sophomore year, had fun with it. And then going in my junior year, I left summer. We went into summer. I was about five nine, maybe one thirty. Came back junior year, I'm a solid six feet one ninety. So I'm like, oh okay, this where it's at. <laughs> and then by the time the season started, I'm six one two ten. So I was, like, oh okay, this is this is me. So football became easy. Playing tight end, the defensive end, right. going back and forth senior year. I'm six, two and a half, and 2.30, walking around talking reckless. Our team is terrible, but... <laughs> but she was just like, Yo. it was all good. <laughs> it, was, it was all good. And so, like, one of my best friends was a top recruit. He, uh, running back, number three in the country and all that stuff. And so, I'm like, man, I'm about to ride this dude, coattails. And it didn't work out that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, again, our team was terrible. into obscure school. We didn't get no love. And you know it is what it is. I just kind of played the background, and then um, going into college, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna try this JC football thing." Start playing JC football in Santa Monica College. Santa I'm on my way. So okay. yeah, it was a big. Day. It, it was crazy. Chad Josenko at our practices, and Steve Smith at the practices talking reckless to the receivers. <laughs> and I'm I'm playing tight end, so I'm out there. We finally got like cleats and all the swag, and I'm like, "Man, this is me." And Third game of the season, ruptured my whole little leg me all messed up ankles. I got Seth Curry ankles, so I rolled my ankles every two to three days. And so, yeah, I'm know. like, you know what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spot
0: job wasn't good, <laughs> huh? i have seen it in action. <laughs> that boy down him on his ankles quick. God
1: damn. <laughs> so, I yeah, they're wearing we, him, you know. Wearing him chucks, man. He had him chucks <laughs> oh, his oh, cleats. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You already know what the <laughs> chucks fat was looking like. So. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that. And then uh, I was actually getting recruited division – Three school called Whittier. And so, went on my visit to Whittier, and I was like, oh man, this is where it's at. Went to meet with the dean. She was like, what well, do you want to study? I'm like, I'm just here to play football. And she needed <laughs> the, the reality and was like, yo, this is, you're playing for fun. Like, there's no there's no recruit, there's no NFL here. This is strictly to get you into school. So, find something you want to do. And I kind of took it to heart because I was like, eh, am <laughs> I'm getting ten touchdowns. Somebody going to see me. And <laughs> it just didn't work out that way. My ankles <laughs> just kept rolling. Like, <laughs> so oh, every other week, I'm on the sideline with tape on my ankles. And so it finally came to a point where my pop was like, look, I'm not going to pay for school unless you take it serious. And I'm like, man, you pay for everybody else to go to school. You, I mean, I'm up next. He's like, that's the problem. I pay for five other people. <laughs> right? <laughs> you figure out what you want to do.
3: Right. We, we ain't so playing we, that no more. Right. <laughs> yeah. And pops is so, sitting there like,
1: This is America, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> we exactly doing that true. shit, goddammit. it. <laughs> <laughs> and so finally, we had this heart to heart conversation, and I think it it took a moment for me to realize, like, okay, this. I never wanted to be an NFL player. That wasn't my dream. It was just more so like I enjoy playing the sport. Uh-huh. I'm big. At that point, I'm like 6'3", 250. Damn. So I'm like, hey, I can be a body somewhere. Right. But then I take that moment we talked about it, and it was just like, dude, it's not that serious. <laughs> and so we sat down, and we came up with what I liked. And so what I liked to do was take pictures and film. Like I said, I was the youngest of all my brothers and sisters, so I was at always the little brother with the shoulder camera, VCR mount, walking around, filming everything. Like, yeah. I never did anything with the tapes, but I just recorded because I enjoyed, like, being a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so little did I know that was going to be my path. I ended up stopped playing football, transferred to the Art Institute in Santa Monica. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just And just went heavy and and film. Study film, broke it down, like put my all into it. And it kind of turned into like a sport for me because it was like walking into the classroom, I didn't fit in. Um, At this point, I'm 6'3, 6'4. I had the long hair because I was playing football. So I had Detroit Palomali walking into the classroom. (laughs) So everybody looking at me like, who's busy, bone, walking in here, trying (laughs) to,
2: damn. (laughs) Not
1: busy. <laughs> and so, That's hilarious. Yeah, so I'm in the classroom with dudes, just like really about their business. They talking about grips and capes, and they got knee pads on, and they got the glasses on, and they deep heavy into it. And I'm just like, yeah, this is not for me. But I enjoy the film.
3: So when did you and come so, into it though? Like, like so you you enroll in so, school, and like are these cats like already like seniors? Or oh yeah, whatever? so.
2: Close to wrapping so, up
3: their program, and you come up in there like, "Yo, this is what I want to do." You know, coming with that same sports swag, right? Because, like, you know, athletes—they got that kind of. We got that little bit of a mantra, a little exactly. chip. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so you come exactly. in the room, so was,
3: and then they shut that down, huh?
1: It was it was humbling because. <laughs> so I'm already two years into college, so right. I've, I've done the basics. So at that school, at the time, it was an incredible college. So you have to take general education. So because I did that already. I missed the boat of making those relationships that these dudes were making. So they took the GA like general ed classes, but they had like a a photography class where they all bonded. Right, they start building little teams, and so when I walk into the class and everybody's in like major mode, everybody already has their clips, everybody already knows, and again, these are very like different type of people. Like these aren't just your average students. These dudes have been they were the dudes that were in high school in the photo room at 10 o'clock at night trying to put up photos with everybody else at the football. Like these dudes.
3: Working on on a yearbook. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So, So like my lingo didn't fit in. And because they knew I was an athlete, it was already like, man, forget it. Like he was the dude that picked on it. And so I was just like, all right.
3: So they were not even trying to yeah. roll with you anyway.
1: Hey, you nah, hey, you shit. Like, and you big as shit. And I was a big dude. And so I was like, like Busy
3: Bones last <laughs> album, man.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I pull up on campus at the time I was driving like a Chevy Tahoe. Right. And so I pull up on campus. This is two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I'm bumping speakers blasting, you know the rattling of the, the license plate. I don't have no respect <laughs> for the community. And so I pull up, I'm walking in, headphones on, hair all out, at LA fitted with chucks on. Absolutely. So I just didn't fit in. But my professor at the time, he kind of just took a hold of me and was just like, yo, I like you. Like, I like that you're not like everybody else. So use that. Hey. And he kept preaching that to me, but I didn't understand at the time. So I'm going through it. I'm kind of picking it up. I'm loving it but I'm not fitting in so okay. we do projects we get in groups and so when I'm in a group with somebody they're trying to film sci-fi stories and I'm like yo let's just go back to the house we can film with my boys on the block like we can tell their narratives and it just wasn't clicking and so it took up until we had music video class where each student has to produce a music video okay I'm like, oh, I know about 32 different dudes that's trying to be rappers. So, so this is easy. <laughs> and so so this easy, was my chance right? To be like, yeah, like, okay, cool. And so I get one of my boys and he like, yo, let's have these chicks. So I remember to this day, we're filming in this apartment complex.
3: Don't tell me you did we the Roots about- video, right? Nah, it was kinda like You know what the Roost video never do when they do all of the stereotypic shit?
1: (laughs) I do, I do. (laughs) And so like this is why I said no but yes. So (laughs) in my mind I'm like yo, Yo. you're not gonna have girls like shaking their butt. We're not gonna have you walking around with jewelry on. Instead, we're gonna have that, but we gonna do it in an artistic way. So like we on the front steps of the porch and he's walking down the steps and instead of just him with his ice on, he has it on, but the camera, like, hidden in certain places to make it look obscure. We had, like, pretty girls, but instead of them, like, shaking in front of, like, the camera, I had one of them, like, lay on a pool table, and him and his boy was playing pool around. It, it was just, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it came to a point, everybody's showing their videos in class, and it's, like, real videos. Like, they tell them stories, not like, ah, oh, damn, like... <laughs> I'm really about to be black the guys, true black shit. dude in the class. Right, like, okay, oh okay. man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to like wiggle all first day, I say it to the back and so he didn't play mine. Come back the next day, he called me first because he knew I was trying to finesse out of it. <laughs> played my video and he just looked at me. And he just kept looking, at. he didn't even watch the video. He watched the first 20 seconds.
2: And he just made
1: eye contact with me and did not break eye contact for the next two minutes and 10 seconds. And so afterwards, everybody oh, was kind of like awkward, quiet, like, oh, okay, like gave me the clap. And then I just knew, like, after class, he pulled me to the side. He was like, yeah, exactly. Cricket. <laughs> he came, he he hit me with the, no, that's, that's not what we're going to do, sir.
0: Right. So is, was, he a bro- was he a brother or he's
1: a? No. And this is, so Dang, this is the gonna- crazy part. You know who Gordon Ramsay is, right?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. So he was Gordon Ramsay. He, Literally, oh, on he your head! College. No, he was from like out there. Like he had the down under accent. He's not from America, but he's uh-huh. aggressive. He's cursing. He's yelling. So for me, I was used to it from the standpoint of football. Cool football. Like yeah. coaches, but you know how it goes when coach yells too much. You just tune out, right? And so it took him approaching me in a different fashion. So after that video, he approached me. He was like, "Look." You say you like this. You say you enjoy this. That was a mockery of yourself and me. And he was like, everything you do moving forward, look at it as if your mom is sitting there watching. Mm. And I was like, God, like in a sense of like, oh, man, like mom's going to be embarrassed. He's like, no, no. You know that look in your mom's face when you know she's happy with whatever you do. Mm-hmm. I need you to put that motivation every time you hit the button. And it kind of changed my perception and my perspective because it wasn't like, it wasn't, he didn't come at me like, oh, you suck. Yeah. The technique was off. He was, he was like, no, no, it was film, great. He was like, but there was no content. There was no story. He wants and you to be better like, than that, man. That's, exactly. That's and a sign was, of great teachers,
3: he, man. We don't, we don't have he, a lot of those, man.
1: <laughs> at all. And he said right. something to me that resonated differently. Okay. Because he was a white dude. So he yeah. said, as a black man, that's an embarrassment. So it's yeah. the representation of a black man. And he was like, you can take that however you want to take it. And I was like, and so, of course, young me, like, Man, what you mean? Like, black people can't have fun. And right. he, was like, just, he was like, just listen to what I'm saying. He was like, take it from the value of you're trying to be better than the next. That's what the representation of your people looks like. Mm. If you're okay with that, then fine, I'll give you an A for it. But if you're not okay with that, let's try this again. Yeah. And so I listened to him, and honestly, my man's name is Misha Johnson. Misha Johnson is married to a black woman, from my understanding. Yep. And uh, he changed the perspective of everything for me. And then from that moment forward, it was it was all about my brand and how I wanted to do. And I kid you not, going into graduation time to pass, I had perfected my craft. I had no job offers. I didn't apply anywhere because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, he came up to me He was like, yo, what is it that you look like? What is it that you enjoy outside of filming? And I was like, football. He was like, have you ever thought about filming in sports? And I'm like, my perception is the same perception that most people have when you think of filming in sports the old white dude with the Hawaiian shirt on, on the with side the side. knee pads on <laughs> i know you got yeah you got a knee pad 32 cameras on your belt <laughs> exactly so <laughs> i'm like yeah I'm, I'm good i'm not trying to be that dude right and he was like see and he was like that's that's the problem he was like you looked at it and disregarded it the same way you did the people after in this classroom you looked at them and you disregarded them because they're not how you feel or what you think of them He was like, you got to dig deeper in that. He was like, you got to be the first at something. And he was like, and I'm not trying to say change the history, but write your own narrative. And so he gave me a cell phone number to a dude that he knew in San Diego that worked for the Chargers. Called them, and he's like, yo, I have a video internship available, but we've already interviewed four people. We're making the decision on Friday. Can you come out and do the interview? Now it's Wednesday afternoon when I'm making this call. I was like, okay, when should I come? He's like, be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like, like, what you mean? He's like, I need you here at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Now, LA, only two hours away from San Diego. But again, for a job interview, I have a graduation on Friday. Damn, I got to drive uh, to San Diego to do an interview. And so I was just like, yo, all right. So I you know, went home, saw my pop he was like, yeah, you told me to do this, blah, 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 blah.
2: Right.
1: And he was like, okay. He's like, why are you still here then? And I'm like, what you mean? He's just like, you just brush it off. And I was like, "No, nah, I'm going like to wake up and drive out there in the morning. And to this day, it's hilarious because he looked at me and he goes, nigga, you do know, get out of my house <laughs> and drive <laughs> to this interview right now,
2: this is a murder. <laughs> yeah. get, so, get your ass up. <laughs> get up. Hey,
3: because you said, so, you have you, what? You, what number were you? A five?
1: Yeah. So like, six. I'm the number six. Oh, yeah. I'm the last one. You're the one. last one. He's yeah. like, man,
3: if you'll get your ass what? up out this
1: bitch. <laughs> and So <laughs> I ended up, you know, putting on figuring out what I was going to wear. Right. And then what ended up being cool about it was he was more hyped about it than I was. Yeah. Okay. And it, for me, it wasn't that I wasn't excited about it, but it was just like stuff don't work out this way. Like, I graduate on Friday. I got a job interview on Wednesday, on Thursday. Like, come on, bro. That's, with, that's why. With
3: no offers before.
1: No, nothing. Don't even have a resume. Ready. My resume said, I am going am be real. With you. My resume said, Sears equipment. The other one said at the bottom, it said, Ikea. Uh, I worked at Ikea for three years. We got some stories <laughs> on Ikea. <laughs> we'll get to that. I'm <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to get to those stories on Ikea. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my only experience was Sears, Ikea, and then, like, working in the video room, and video cage at my school. I also had an internship with BT. So I was going to ask
3: about that. I, I saw that. So, yeah.
1: That, yeah. You, so, like, I, I had an internship with a TV show called My Black is Beautiful, which was basically Tiffany Haddish. Mm, uh, really. What's my man? It was, it was, like, Toya something. Toya Lil Wayne's, like, ex-wife. And then, like, two or three other, like, black women who were very successful.
2: Gotcha. And the
1: show, it was crazy because my job was to edit. So, like, I just had to, like, cut the footage and then send it to the real editors. Like, just all I had to do was go through and make sure take all the fluff out.
2: Okay. And then the
1: days of shooting, I was just basically their assistant. Like, Tiffany had it, needed need some water. I got to go get the water. Like, that was my job. <laughs> so, for me, I'm like, I'm not putting this on a resume until... I sat there and I was like, "Well, I mean, that's incredible." Like, all right, cool. So I had those three things on my resume. Wake up, my pops decided let's not drive down Wednesday night because he didn't want to waste no money on a hotel. So he decided he was going to drive me because he was so hyped up about it. Right. And so his hype just kind of like changed my perspective. I was like, "All right, cool." Like, pops is but in my mind, I didn't think about it. Like, that's an NFL franchise. That's an opportunity to start my life. But for me, it was just like. Oh boy, about to humor me because my professor called Like, right. that's all I was thinking. Like, he didn't want so, me. It
3: was the plug, right? It was just like, yeah, was just it was play- me for some shit right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And so I ended up driving up there, me and my pops, pops giving me to run down the whole time, looking man in his eye. And the most crucial part about all that was I told y'all I had this long hair. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> <I forgot>. <laughs> so, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to get braided up. Like, I'm about to do this. The night before, my mom's a hairstylist. The oh, night okay. before, my mom was like, uh, what are we doing with this hair? And I was like, what <laughs> you mean? Like, we're about to braid it up. Let's get it going. Mom, dude. And something. my mom was like, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. No, 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 She's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Okay. But this braid and this ponytail, you got going doesn't look professional. And so I was just like, ah, she's like I ain't tripping. And then Pops came back in and was like, hey, you going to cut that off your head, man? This is real life. <laughs> so I had to call. My boy comes over. I'm sitting there sad in the face. Like, mind you, I done growing this hair since 11th grade. So this hair down my shoulders. I'm just like, yo, everybody know me by my hair. I was like, yo, I felt like Indy like, <laughs> really sad in the seat. And so finally he cut it off. I'm all self-conscious the whole morning the car ride. He telling me, "Look man in his eyes, do this, do that." I'm in the passenger little mirror looking like I'm not really with this bald head. Like I look I like I no
3: skin. You felt like, like it's like right? Samson, right? Like, dude, you lost yeah, your yeah, hair, I, or got, shit. Like.
1: I, I got this baby pubic goatee. Like I'm out here looking like a real child, and so it was it wasn't until we pulled up to the facility and I seen the logo on the building. I said, Oh wow, this is real. That's so, it, hit you. Uh, it. It definitely hit me. I, I don't, I'm not one to get nervous, but that changed my perspective. That put me in like this shell of like, oh, I can't mess this up. Like my pops is really looking at me like, yo, you got an opportunity that I wish I had. Yeah. Cause like a backstory is my dad, the only reason I was filming all that stuff is because my dad loved film. Like, my, I grew up in church, so I wasn't playing the guitars and stuff. Like, my dad had me filming the services. Like, that's the only reason I ever picked up the camera. So, all man, that, that is deep, when man. I was standing there. So, he looking at me like, yo, you about to blow up. And I'm looking <laughs> at him like, you really got everything right, though, me. Like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is it. And so, I went in there, tucked my shirt in deep. I had my, my tie shit tucked in your fit. socks, huh? <laughs> tucked it deep to the point where where I sat down. You know, you tucking your shirt so deep, when you sat down you feel the stretch on the back. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> <So> <laughs> tucked it deep, went in there, did the interview, took a tour. And like I felt good about it, but at the same time I was like, I don't I don't know, it is what it is. So I I call him like, yo, I'm done. He pulls up, we get in the car. And we drive him back and he's like, how's it going? How'd you feel? And I'm telling him about it. And then he's like, look, if it's, if it's meant to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not, it's a great experience. I did you not. 20 minutes into the drive, they called me back and was like, can you start next week?
0: Nah, man. And I
1: was like, like, what you mean? Like, like next week? Like, again, this is Thursday. Yeah, that's, so like, that's I awesome. graduate on Friday. <laughs> y'all want me to start Monday. <laughs> You're like, I don't get so, no grace period in it, this month. <laughs> exactly. So in my mind, I went back to that childish ways of being like, I do like two weeks. Like I didn't say that, but I'm like, all right, let me call y'all back. So I'm, I tell my positive. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ask him, can I start like next month? Like, come on. Like the season ain't starting for another two months. Like, come on, man. Was was like, you didn't think they were uh, doing the <laughs>
0: sophomore thing to you. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, you're going to play a sophomore so, next
1: week, Jay. Yeah, right, you know, for real. So I'm thinking like, <laughs> yo, all right. Just, and Pops just looked at me. He's like, why did you hang up the phone without accepting the job?
3: No, you know what Pops was like, like right?
1: <laughs> exactly. And hey, so pops like, is
3: trying to I, get you out the house, man. I don't know why you didn't pick up on this. Oh,
1: no, I didn't pick up on it at all. He's been trying to get me out the house. Like, like, look,
3: boy, you ain't gonna miss this meal ticket, man.
1: And so for my pops, like another, my pops is from LA, grew up black, Black Panther jacket, <laughs> Afro, like he.
2: You said black, too, like, <laughs> like,
1: like, like he's aggressive, and so it's like for him. He's like, this don't ever happen to anyone like you. Yeah. So call. So i call back and I'll like, say, yeah, I'll start on Monday. <laughs> and he's, he's like, all right, cool, great. He's like, we'll have all the paperwork for you. Now, again, not thinking anything. I start Monday. In my mind, I'm like, all right, man, I got to wake up again Monday morning, drive back down here. And then my dad was like, Yeah, Yo, you're not driving two hours a day to go to work. He's like, You get out my house. Like, <laughs> we gotta we gotta find you an apartment. <laughs> so literally we drive so back you're to LA. House. <laughs> I I kid you not, I packed up all my bags that night. Oh, and I packed up my bag, put everything. <laughs> um, we went back tomorrow that Saturday, we drove around. This is how long ago, and this is how old my pops is. He's looking at apartments on the paper as I'm driving. It wasn't even on some like, yeah, he's he's looking at apartments on the paper, like so we we driving around neighborhood to neighborhood. Like, oh, shit. My son, his son ain't got no credit, so he should be good to go. Um, <laughs> I'm not co-signing anything, so we good to hey, go. He
3: down the law, bro. <laughs> Yo, he.
1: I don't even know how much this, how much money I'm making off this internship. And so we ended up finding the apartment in the hood. And I kid you not, it was the most biggest. It was it's probably the biggest apartment that I've ever had in a city called El Cajon, San Diego, which is three minutes away from Tijuana. And so I'm right on the board, like right in the hood. And so for me, I didn't care. I was like, cool. And we found an apartment. It was $622 a month. For a uh, fourteen hundred square feet one wow. bedroom apartment. Wow. And I was just like, but again, you ain't never had no apartment, you ain't never been on your own. Yeah. So I'm like, dang, it's kinda tight in here. Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> like so. <laughs> so, you, you living
3: uh, like a prince, you're talking about it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm
0: used
1: to my parents' two story house. Calm it's him, good, man. man. Like <laughs> and so, yeah, I I pull up and literally we moved everything in. I pulled up to the facility Monday morning at 6 30 a.m. because they called me and told me to come at 6 30 uh-huh. um filled out as much paperwork as possible and i didn't realize my first day at work they sent me on uh on site shoots so I'll, they give me an address and i pull up to this house knock on the door and i was like yo i'm here to do a day in the life of whoever lives here for whatever reason they didn't tell me who it was it was with Damian Thomas. Oh, what? Damn! It was the day he was retiring. What? That was my first day on the job. <laughs> Are you shit? Like it, LT? It, it, LT? I, I kid, first you, day. But
3: hey, just but I, I just thing. go shoot this.
1: <laughs> right, here's the thing: Definitely. I'm not thinking anything of it, but I'm I'm young minded, and I'm a Raider fan, so I'm like, I work for the Chargers, and I'm going to go film with Damian Thomas man, watch out. Like, <laughs> Hey, man, go stand over here, man. Yeah. Hey, so, don't take too like, long, man. I got shit to do later. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and so, I, like, part of me didn't want to work there because I was a radio fan. This is how young and stupid I was. I'm like, I don't want to work here, man. These dudes is trash. And so I spent the day with his family. We filmed it. He was a cool dude. And come back to the facilities, they do all the stuff. And that's kind of how that journey started for me. It was just it was literally just a phone call from someone who believed in me and it just happened to work out. So I ended up working there for two seasons, one as an intern, one as a seasonal. And then they gave your boy the boot. Cause they was like, we don't have enough experience to promote you as a director of the department. But we also want to bring somebody in here that kind of fits the bill and can run a team. And I was like, all right, cool. I can just stay on as a producer. And, and, I was. I learned a lesson that day that I kept with me, and the lesson was: I can't be in a room with people who are intimidated by me and be myself. And the reason I said that is because it was a black dude. He's still probably there. His name is Jamal. First day of work, I went to eat lunch. I went to go sit next to Jamal. Jamal ignored me and didn't talk to me for the next three months. And I felt some uh... type of way because it was just me. It was it was him and me. We were only two black people in the whole building. Man. And I was like, damn, that's cold. Three months later, he pulls into my office. And he's like, the reason that I haven't talked to you is because I didn't want you to start off behind. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I've been the only black dude in this building for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, it was about four or five of us. And so I gravitate towards what you know. Right. What that did was I let everybody else in the building feel like, oh, I only identify with my own so wow. I I didn't want you to start your journey that way with the mistrust of everybody in this building because you identify Black. And so he just distanced himself from me, and I didn't understand it. So when he explained it to me, it made sense. Fast forward two seasons, the tour was over. I learned that the reason I couldn't stay on is because I was too big of a leader in a room with someone that was inferior and noticed around me. Meaning they're going to hire this person to come in and tell me what to do. And they felt like he couldn't confidently run his department with me being in the room.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, so I took that as a a blow. But in actuality, Norv Turner, who was the head coach at the time, he had asked me, he's like, why are you leaving? And I was like, this is why. He was like, oh, He he was like, you realize you got a quality about you that's going to make you successful. He was like, right now it sucks. But in the long run, that aura is going to get you in rooms and places and get people listening to you because of how you carry yourself. And so I ended up not working out there. And coincidentally, 20 minutes after was trying to have that conversation with me, he was fired.
2: Damn. And.
1: Me and Nora Turner in my mind. I'm like, yeah. Me and North Turner got fired on the same day. Like, it's cold right. out here in these streets. Like, right. They called on us. And they got both of us, Joe. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, I made I made a relationship with North and some of the coaches while I was there because the whole time North was recruiting me to play. Like he wanted me to play on the team. He like you six four, you two fifty. Like nice. you can line up behind gates. Like go and <laughs> play tight end behind gates. And to so this, like I remember. To this day, Antonio Gates, I've seen him four times since I left the Chargers. Facility, uh-huh. And he still does not like me because <laughs> of that. It's big ass with the video.
2: Trying to take my money. <laughs>
1: and so, like, Sean Phillips, who was a linebacker at the time, right. played a prank. He played a prank on Gates without me even realizing oh, So shit. I'm in the breakfast room making breakfast. He, tells, he they both walk in now again they're used to people being like oh man like that but for me it's like I played football so like I was like alright whatever so I'm in the building whatever. I'm making breakfast and Sean walks up to Gates and was like oh man he's like you see old boy right there mind you I got on Charger hoodie, Charger shorts. He's like, yeah, they just signed him today, bro. He ain't even played college ball like that. Neither did you. <laughs> they trying to recreate somebody that made you. And so, Gase walked up to me. Like, like he, he walked up to me and he was just like, oh, what's up, young boy? And I like turned around and was like, oh, what's up, bro? <laughs> like, just dismiss, Like, it wasn't, but as Miles knows about the beater, so yeah. it wasn't like I was trying to intentionally dismiss him. But, but it, was it was mad disrespect, like, yeah. though. Yeah, it was <laughs> intentional. Oh, I, like- I
3: mean, like- not intentional, but it was mad. Uh, but it was <laughs> just,
1: because again, I'm first, I'm like, I'm not a people person like that off of first approach. And so when people try to come up to me extra friendly, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. That's my own stuff, bro. Are you good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he was just like, all right. See you in the tight end room, scrub and like hit me on the butt. And I'm like, Tony, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And then Sean Phillips walk up to me. He's like, Hey, bro, at 3 30, I need you to walk into the tight end room and just sit down. <laughs> but I was like, What you got going? This man paid me $200 to play a prank on. Shit. So okay. I walk into the tight end room, sit down, tight end coach looking at me like, Who is this dude? <laughs> and Sean, like, pop, <laughs> Sean, like, pop in, the coach, like, Hey, coach, don't say nothing. Just have your meeting and don't say nothing. And then at the end of the meeting, introduce him to the room, entire room. I sat in the room for 45 minutes, not saying nothing. I'm just sitting there with you, <laughs> like, pretending to take notes. I didn't care because, again, I'm on an intern. And you and got $200. 200. Oh, yeah. That's 200 That's only
3: 600 like, Right.
1: Hell, yeah. yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm <laughs> That's the money come up tonight. right there. So, <laughs> it, it was easy money for me. So we sitting there. I, I, I literally Gates is just like looking at me from across the room and in the middle of the meeting he go coach you ain't gonna dress the room why you got this dude sitting in here and coach like looked at him and coach didn't get paid clearly so he's like hey get out my room man <laughs> and I come out the room later on that day Gates walked up to me he's like hey you a real sucker man like you out here playing pranks this is real life business out here I didn't realize it was this contract season so he's all oh no! yeah. <laughs>
3: shit he was sensitive boy <laughs> and oh. so
1: they were in like they were in contract debate. And so, like, <laughs> I think, like, two or, two or three days later, he signed his extension. But at that time, I didn't realize it. Like, he was, he was just messing with me. And so that's kind of how that whole thing started. And uh, I did the Chargers for two seasons. And then got lucky enough to come back to L.A. I got hired by NFL Network to be a game editor. And so I was just kind of cutting footage. Or if somebody scored a touchdown for the website. So every time something happened, you know, on your phone at the time. it was before Instagram and stuff. It was that Twitter alert, and then everybody yeah. that was a football fan would go to NFL.com to see, like, that red zone update. highlight. Uh, so my job was to, to put those highlights in as soon as it happened. So each person in the room got three games, and you just cut those highlights. And then um, – all right, so, let's, hey,
3: so let's really get into that. I mean, so we're talking okay. about kind of like, you know, uh, in the game, in your career here. So you, you've done different roles, right? So you're leaving the chargers or, uh, or, you know, while you were there with the Chargers, you were cutting up, but what's the different like processes. So once you're taking us through your career, uh, you know, do what you're kind of doing. Talk about what the role is, right?
1: So I went from, at the time it was called for the chargers. It was digital media intern. Okay. So the, my job was to film practice, film games, film, and the film interviews, film stories, film the Damian <laughs> Uh basically just tell the narrative of the team, Okay. and at the time, everything was through the website, like, it was chargers.com, and then Twitter was starting to, like, make his own thing, so we would, like, put Twitter stuff up, but everything was focused on the website, so it was all digital media, that was my job, 24-7, cover the team. Um, then when I moved to the next phase with NFL Network, it was uh it was what they called video in game editor. And so I literally just sat in the computer with about twenty five people in this computer room and everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's cutting games. And my job was to cut running touchdowns, kick returns, and defensive interceptions. And so let's just say I had the Chargers versus the Raiders, you had the Panthers versus the Cardinals, and Miles had the Chiefs versus the Jets. Mm-hmm. If those are our three games, all three of us are covering the same games, but those are the three games that we have to focus on. So in those games, if a moment like that happened, that was an interception, a rushing touchdown, or a special teams kickoff return, it was my job to cut the highlight and put it up within 10 minutes. So we had a system that basically trailed the game and you could just take the clip off the live stream. It was very, it was just tedious work. right? But it, it started to give me the understanding of time management. So mm-hmm. when I was an intern, there was no time management because at the time, nobody really cared about what was going on in football from my job's perspective. Like on Tuesdays, I just had to make sure interviews were up by four o'clock. On Sundays, I just had to make sure I had a video recap on the website Monday morning so fans can watch to see what happened if they missed the game. Like, there was no time urgency outside of that. Mm -hmm. So, with this job, everything was time-sensitive. So, like, if I missed a play, I got a mark. And what a mark means is, any person in that job, I think there was, like, 25 marks you can get within a six-month period. And if you missed the time-sensitive urgent thing, because people took football so serious that you, uh, you would earn a discipline mark. And so... I got, a, I got a discipline mark on my first four games. <laughs> Each game I got a mark. And I didn't really take it serious. And I was like, man, watch out. Like, y'all ain't going to fire me. <laughs> and it was, they, they pulled me into the room and was like, yo, you're consistently dropping the ball. Um, we need you to figure this out, or we're going to have to move on from you. And that's when I was like, oh, this is life. Like, y'all not playing. I don't, there's no redo. And so I kind of figured that out. Once the, the, the end game part was was cool so i kind of figured that part out but my personality because i played ball and i knew the language it kind of got across the board like okay he's kind of cool with people and so i was doing that part and then i got introduced to doing the nfl fantasy show and so i was helping live edit that which was dope because my job was to just make highlights so i took what i learned from the chargers because i made highlights all day but then bringing it to the NFL Network. And so I did that, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, I can really do this. And once the season was over, because it was a seasonal job, I had nothing. And so I'm sitting at home. Fox is like, yo, I'm glad you made some money, but, you know, you say when you move back home, this was temporary. <laughs> uh, you're not going to work. What's going on? <laughs> so that turned into like me hustling and trying to find a job. And I ended up getting hired by the Los Angeles defenders during the off season, which was the Lakers D league team.
3: Got you.
1: And my job there was to run the Twitter account and to manage the website. So basically the same thing I did for the chargers. I did for the D league team. Now, that now creating, with
3: that, is that creating content?
1: Yes. Okay. So it's, it's just me filming the entire time and making content. But the problem with that was no one cared. Like <laughs> I went from, the Chargers, where everybody's hyped. The NFL Network, where everybody's focused on it. Uh, I've never seen a D League game, and I lived in Los Angeles. Like f- we had 400 followers on our website consistently, whereas any other team's website was in the millions. So right. there was no motivation there. Who was on and that so D League team? Was, Anybody? Uh, if, let me see. E Banks. At the time, it was yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was <laughs> at the time it was E Banks. This Jamario man. Moon.
2: Uh.
1: Uh, <laughs> let me see who I can remember. Uh, Jamario Moon. I forgot. Had, had Jordan Carson just had been drafted, so he kept coming in, and like it was, it was like that awkward time of like yeah. just nobody. Like, right. and so, but the best part about it was it was at the Lakers facility, and so, so I had in my mind, I'm like, okay, no one cares, but the people in this building, but right. the people in this building also work for the Lakers. So if I can finesse my way into getting on game day staff with the Lakers, then
3: i a, move. That's that's a, a win. win. Yeah.
1: And so I would cheat the system because the defenders play on Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Saturday nights. The Lakers practice on Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Friday nights. And so for me it was like, Okay, if the Lakers aren't playing the game, they're at their practice system. All right. So I had access to the entire building. But because I'm not on Lakers staff, no, none of the actual game day staff or the team staff knew who I was, except for the people that crossed over that worked the defenders' game. So, like okay. the ball boys and all the people that really did matter, they knew me. Right. And so I and would just 6'11. finesse exactly. So, like, I would just finesse and just stay in there and edit. So, like, yeah. I would be in the practice gym just editing, and the security would come in and be like, "Hey, you know." Make sure you lock the door when you leave, blah, 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 blah. But they always made sure I got out of there at a certain time. Eventually, they got used to me being there, so I would just stay. And I didn't have another job, so it wasn't like I was forced to leave and be up at 9 in the morning. So I would stay in there editing until about 2, 3 in the morning, just taking pictures, just <laughs> like, just being in the facility. Yeah, and so know. what ended up happening is, I remember one day, it's like 2 in the morning on a Tuesday. And Pau Gasol walks into the building with, like, maybe two or three hundred roses. And I was like, what is going on? Like, and it was him, the security guard, and, like, one of his friends. So they walk in with all these roses. And he walks by and he kind of head nods me. And I asked the security, I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, every Valentine's Day, Pau literally gives every woman in the building roses. And so I was like, oh, huh, that's cool. Uh,
0: okay, pal, I'll
2: see you. I was like, but, so full see, but circle
0: for me, I, I was see. like, okay. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to
1: that. I was yeah. going to about that. I was taking
0: notes. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so it was like, all right, cool. Let me figure that." out. But I took a note, like, oh, so these actual Lakers may come in here every now and then. hmm. And so I was like, okay, so this was Tuesday night. So, all right, cool. So next Tuesday night, I'm going to stay to like 3 or 4 in the morning just to see. And what ended up happening is I started picking up different little, like, times. Kobe showed up one time at 5 in the morning on a Tuesday. Mind you, why am I in the building at Tuesday at 5 <laughs> yeah. in the morning? No one knows. <laughs> no, no. This is why I was like, <laughs> security ain't asking no questions. Right. I'm going to just stay in here and edit. Now, when people would ask me, I'm like, oh, I got to make sure this video's up at, you know, 9.30 a.m. But anybody who knows me knew I finished that video at 11. I'm just in there watching TV and YouTube. Like, (laughs) I'm literally just in there chilling. And so I ended up meeting the video team for the Lakers just from wandering around the building. And so I had asked them, I was like, yo, do the players come in here and work out? He was like, yeah, but not in this part. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, they go over here to the private courts." I didn't know what the private courts was. Man... I walk over to the private course. I had access to the private course, didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And so that became my new editing hub. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to just, just edit in here. Yeah. And so if somebody asked me, oh, it's quieter over here. Ain't nobody in the building ever. So why would it be quiet anywhere else? <laughs> <laughs> And so literally was in there editing, and these dudes just started coming in. And I realized that if I stay in here and make my face known, then they'll get to know me. In my mind, I'm like, if the players know me, then the staff's gonna know me. And so it kind of worked out that way. Where I was just in there, and I kid you not, to this day, it's one of the best memories I ever had. Was it's 2 a.m. on a random day, the Lakers had lost, and Kobe comes in there, he's just pissed, like he was upset, and he just couldn't get his rhythm going. So he out there just shooting. And I'm behind this glass in, like, the weight room watching him just shoot. Wow. And he's just shooting. And, he, and so it kind of just was like, damn, that's my favorite player. I grew up loving this dude. And he's right there. I'm going to go talk to him. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. that doesn't sound like a good idea. does so right, not yeah. sound
3: like a good idea at all.
1: So what I did was I walked in there. I didn't just straight go for it. I walked in there. I kind of, like, walked to the bathroom to see if he he'll acknowledge can not say that. Walk back in. All right, next week when this happens, I'm gonna like do something to make it known that I'm here. Yeah. And so eventually, it, it took hey, like you a need mark, these rebounds, bro. Yeah. You, need <laughs> you need to get these rebounds.
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, when <laughs> I was a, when I was on the sophomore team, I used to be a t- <laughs> yeah. I used to take these picks. I can take this chart, man.
1: <laughs> For real. And so, like, it took a minute, but eventually, he was just like, "Hey, my man, I see you in here every day. Stop walking in my practice." And I was like, all right. (laughs) like That's all it took. (laughs) That's all it took. You right. (laughs) You right. You got it. But, like, by doing that, like, just making myself available, I ended up getting promoted and just helping on game days with the Lakers. So then I would just film sideline games with the Lakers. Now, I'm not telling anybody that I know outside of my parents because I'm from L.A. So I don't need people being like – when oh, he was the Lakers, yeah, and get to – yes, I ain't tell oh, nobody. Right. Until until this dude I went to high school with saw me. Saw
3: you on the sidelines, huh?
1: <laughs> he blew up my whole spot and told everybody. And so, like, for a good two years, I did the Lakers and still had to do the D league team. And then during the day, once the season started, like, crossing over, I did the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my confidence started building, and I was like, you know what? I think I could do this professionally on the level of like running my own team. But I knew I didn't have an opportunity with the Lakers cause they have their own team. Right. And I knew NFL network was more corporate and yeah. I just didn't feel like I fit in there. And so I ended up applying, got a job at Berkeley, um, became a producer of athletics for Cal moved to the Bay area. And I did that for two and a half, three years. Then I moved from there to, Go ahead and met Miles in Indiana and
3: uh, at USA football. I did
1: that <laughs> great USA football. I uh, did that,
2: and, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I did that for uh, <laughs> three years basically, but everything happens for a reason, man. I went there with the intention of being with somebody that didn't work out and ended up finding my fiance now. So, yes,
2: sir, we ended
1: up. we. Ended
0: up moving to Miami, and that's where I'm at today, man. There you go. USA football. Quick story about that, real quick. So go ahead. (laughs) So my my first day there, I think Jay, you had been there for what, like a week, week and a half at that point. Literally like a week and a half. Yeah. And uh, so I walk in there, and uh, it's it's that uh, first day of uh, work for me. So I got the deep tuck too. I'm wearing my (laughs) I walk around my booty tight. I'm just trying to be, you know. (laughs) Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah, You know, I'm happy to be here, type of thing. And somebody was walking me around the uh, the, the office. They was like, "Oh yeah, you know, this dude just started <laughs> started about a week ago." So I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, what up? You know, what's up, man?" and Jay, <laughs> Jay Jay looked at me like, "Yeah, what's up, bro?" Like, <laughs> like in that keep it moving. But I was like, "Oh, all right. I think I can fuck with this dude, man." He cool yeah, like that,
1: so. It was that same look I gave Gates. Like, <laughs> yeah. all right.
0: <laughs> Keep it moving, man. I got a question, man, for you. So Thanks. like uh you do you 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 kind of storytell when you put things together um uh, video wise. Like I, I guess I, I guess you kinda hit on it like building a relationship with those guys it makes it easier to tell a story, but what are the things that you kinda look for when you kinda build in those stories through video?
1: Um I think for me I always look at the hingo. And the reason, when I say the end goal, is I need that aha moment. Mm-hmm. So before I start anything, I want to know is there an aha moment? Because if it's not an aha moment, then I got a BS. If I got a BS, then that's going to be even harder. <laughs> so <laughs> I think with anything, if you're watching a story, if you're watching a movie, you're watching a commercial,
2: yeah.
1: we're all watching it with the intensity of something that's going to be revealed that makes me feel something. And so I think I just go into my storytelling mode, or my video captures, or even just like when I make highlights, I want to find that aha moment and then reverse from there, so that I can then tell the narrative or tell the story. Okay. So if I'm interviewing somebody, before I even start the interview, as athletes, because I work with athletes, I'm already checking you out. Like, all right, so. Okay, so he wears single digits, so he thinks he cool. Uh, Okay, yeah, he. Okay, so his gloves, his gloves is named brand. So okay, so he thinks he's swag. So it's just certain levels of like I'm picking you apart mentally to figure out. Okay, all right, cool, he cool. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Now at USA Football, we were dealing with kids. Yeah. So there was a, there was a sensor of I can't go too deep into these kids' stories without crossing a line right. it's, it's not it's, it's weird mm-hmm. and so for me it was just like okay let me figure out what the finale of this is and then you know for example perfect example me and miles traveled cities on cities going to something called an RDC um it's I don't like to be disrespectful but it was the most unnecessary against of football because it was like a group of kids performing at a level of I want to be better than you.
2: Right.
1: Now, I know I had to like make recap videos of like, those RDCs. Now, in order to do that, I need an aha moment. So if one kid makes a catch that's amazing, boom, I got my aha moment. The rest of this is just going to lead to that. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of how I would do it. We're like, we out there for four hours on a Sunday, five hours on a Saturday, <laughs> and I got two to three great catches. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right? And my sweats turned brown. Like, they used to be black yeah, at the start. Miles, Miles out there working hella hard, like he, <laughs> company man, tucked in, just working. Tight and tuck, so, huh? like, it was just, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was different because, again, I think what makes my job easy is that I used to play sports. Yeah. Which makes my job harder is that I used to play sports. Right. So. <laughs> It's you're, like you out there judging the the a little bit, you are like, oh, Yeah, this dude is like, trash. like, what is so, going like, the, <laughs> like, the naked eye of somebody who just watches sports, if they see a video that I made, they're like, Oh man, these kids is out here lit. But for me, it's like, Yo, you're trash, you're trash. Like, now I gotta like make it look better. But because I play ball, I know how to make it look better. But because I play ball, I know how to horrible this is like and that's so, so funny so that's,
3: that's something miles brought up like so we were doing our pre-show stuff and miles was like man the way you tell stories you could make someone look
0: <laughs> bro you need like 10 percent of some contracts <laughs> 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 hey roll me my money off top right, I, got, like, I, got listen, you this. I got
1: you son <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's really what it is because you gotta you gotta sell it and so like i've been approached by people and they're like yo you should go do movies or you should go do films." And it's like, that doesn't pique my interest because it's fake. Like, that's the only thing I really enjoy about sports. And I think I didn't realize that until maybe a year ago. The reason I enjoy working in sports is because there's no guarantee outcome. Like, I yeah. don't know what's about to happen. Oh, that's facts. So that's dope. It, it gives me this entertaining moment of like, I can't just make this up. And even when I do make it up, I didn't know that I had to make it up because it just happened. Versus me writing a story and trying to build something and trying to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think like, that's why creatives are so sensitive and they have this sensitivity about being edited or picked apart. Yeah. It's because when you write something or you make up a story or you put something together from your thought process and someone tells you that they don't like it or they don't like this or they don't like that. Right. It's kind of like a jab at you. Cause it's, Cause it's, you. it's like, this is a part of it's you. your story. Yeah, it's what you made. Versus, if I make an edit of a video of a football game, you could be like, "Yo, I don't like this catch. I don't like this. I don't like that." And I'm like, "Yeah, you may not like it, but those are the only things that happen to keep this story on. <laughs> or, <laughs> or <laughs> you may not like it, or you may not want this in the video. But that's a you thing. That's something that you got to tell your team to fix. Right. Like I'm just giving you what the facts are. What it is. So right. there's a there's a less sensitive aura about it for me so then when i do create a story with these athletes or tell the story of these athletes there's an authenticness of when i get critiqued my delivery make if i like for example if you say i don't like how this story ended because of xyz for me because i made it i need you to to tell me why Why? yes i get that you don't like it but why right well, is there is there a fundamental reason that you don't like it or you just don't like it because you just don't like it right, right. <laughs> I can't change I can't change why you don't like it, but I can change how I tell the story to make it make more sense make it more digestible correct so I think that's really why I enjoy sports and what I do in sports is because it's just real time Bo- Like it's, it's really just me making something that happen and bringing it to life.
3: So tell me this: so from your different experiences uh, filming different sports, right? So like a Cal, I know you did football. You're in baseball right now. You did basketball, and I'm sure there's you know other things. What are the difference between filming all those, man? What like nuances did you pick up? You know, just just talk about that.
1: I think with Cal, I learned something that I never really thought I would learn because I went from playing ball to filming football to filming basketball. doing 31 sports. And I didn't know how to film field hockey. I've never filmed a volleyball game. I've never been to a golfing event and telling a story. I don't even know how to track the ball. Like That thing is little. How am I supposed to follow that? So like by filming and covering 31 sports, it really just opened up my eyes to how insignificant my talent was. Because I have a cheat code. I know it's about to happen.
2: In football, I know in, in football. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know a cover three defense. So I was like, okay, so if he's playing cover three and the quarterback's in the shotgun, okay, so they best receivers to the right side. The ball's going that way.
0: Yeah, so I right. can keep the camera
1: and be like, All <laughs> hey, right, Get your knee pads out the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's dope. Yeah, like with basketball. Like I know who the best players are. So filming with, basketball, you knew who was going to make the shot. Or you knew who the ball was going to.
3: Yeah, you knew the the flow of the game.
1: With baseball, it's very simple. I got two targets, the pitcher and and the the batter. batter. (laughs) Like, that's it. So when it came to the rest of the sports, there was just no understanding. And so I was exposed to bettering my craft and figuring out how to tell a narrative from an uncomfortable space. Like I said, the best part about my job was I understood sports. But my sports were limited to three. So when I step into something that's outside of that, I I really physically had to learn. And so it made me ego check myself because it was just, oh yeah, you're not as good as you thought you were. You're just cheap. Like I'm I'm, I'm really cheap. <laughs> now when it comes to the story part about it, it's great. But when it comes to the coverage, when it comes to filming and lighting and all that stuff, at different sports, it was it was a reality check. And so I think I learned a lot about my talent level at Cal, and I'm grateful for it because there was 31 sports. Oh, that's I'm super out there dope. filming fan volleyball. I'm out there filming a sport where no one is paying attention. Like, golf is great, but to say that it's an entertaining sport, is kind of hard to do so. <laughs> I'm not discrediting that. And honestly, I didn't really give it respect until about three or four months ago when I went to go play golf. With uh, yeah, my was, girl's father yeah. and I realized I was like, oh, my knees, my back tight. Like, yeah, okay, need to have the, Woods, the really... course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, oh, and so car. like, it's just it's those different experiences, <laughs> man. It was, it was very, very, it was a very, very great learning experience along with the different levels of athletes. And I think that's something that I may bring to the table that not everybody else has the experience To, I started off professionally, and then gradually went backwards. Yeah. So. I've I seen the best athletes at football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Then I got to Cal and it was like, okay, these are the athletes that are trying to achieve what I've already filmed. So like my Jared Goffs of the world, I saw Jared grow up to be the number one pick. Mm-hmm. I saw all these athletes grow up from, literally my first week on the job, Jared Goff was a freshman in, in college who didn't even know left from right. And like, that was no discredit <laughs> to him, but it was just like, he's a freshman. Like, yeah. right. and then to see him elevate from that to then who he is now, I do understand like, okay, there's a process to that. So then going to USA football and seeing high school and middle school kids, it like, whew, these boys are here rough. <laughs> but <laughs> again, it's like the growing, yeah. growing truth. And it, it kind of helped me perfect my craft. And now where I'm at with baseball, it's like, these dudes are disrespected as athletes because it's like, <laughs> I have this debate with my staff. We, we literally, me and my coworkers, debate about this all the time. Okay. Where it's like, they're we got the baseball dudes who's like, oh, baseball are better athletes than football players. Ooh. And it's like, man, watch out. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> exactly. Who told you that? <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> but it's like the dudes that grew up playing baseball. And it's like, yo. And, and so their discredit, the conversation always comes back to this, which is like, my boy my boy Blair, he always says this. He's like, yo, you could put me in a baseball uniform as a pure athlete, and I could figure it out quicker than a baseball player putting on a football uniform and figuring it out. And so, he's like, yo, give me a bat, a glove, the hardest part, and I would tell him, I'm like, yo, the hardest part about baseball to me is hitting the ball. Yeah. If you can figure out how to hit the ball consistently, then you good." Yeah. And so, but that's not, it's hard to hit the ball. Yeah. Like, I'm saying it so matter-of-fact, like, it's just <laughs> easy to learn, right. but it's the hardest thing I've ever tried to do because growing up, I played ball. So now working there, I'm in there trying to do VT. I can't hit nothing. Like, I'm pumped. And then it's like, wow, my arm's too big. My shoulders are tight. Like I, And it's like, nah. It's, 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 it's a different mentality. It's a different athleticism. Whereas, like, if you put a baseball player on the football field, it's like, in their mind, like, oh, I can line up that receiver cut across the middle and catch a ball. A no way. Right. about to get jammed <laughs> out here on this island. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, I mean, that's, that's, it's been an interesting journey, but it's been a good one, man.
3: Nice. So, um, how do you stay current, man, right, like just from the technology perspective or just from sharpening your skill? You know, like you said it was a blessing, uh, and that was a great example of going back to Cal and, you know, broaden your knowledge base. But just now, man, like it's damn near more fun to watch a game at home than in yeah. the stadium because you got a damn Hubbercraft filming. You got, you know, pocket cams and huddle cams and like this. and So how do you stay up on all of that stuff, man?
1: I... Oh man, it's it's different, man. Okay, it's I I feel like uh, it's just a, it, me and my boy was talking about this the other day, where the old school stand up comedian is like these YouTubers and Instagram comedians are trash, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> right? they and they right? disres- and they disrespect them because it's like they're not going through the proper channels to get where. And I'm right. like, nah, they just found a cheat code,
2: right? 100%. And so
1: I do interviews with people. And I'm asking these questions that they need to know, but they learn how to do what I do on YouTube. So their answers are very different. And I'm like, nah, you can't. like." And so I have to take that old man approach that like, <laughs> all right, maybe he does know. Maybe I'm missing out on something. Right. So like to answer the question of how do I stay current, I just, I watch who I think is, is good. Like, and I don't mean in the sense of like TV, but yeah perfect example, like LSU's production crew that they, they hired a production crew to do their whole yeah, thing. And so, cool. their videos were phenomenal. Yeah.
2: Wow, okay. And so, when
1: I'm watching the video, I'm like, oh man, this is great. But then, at the same time, I look at myself when I was at Cal and I was like, nah, they hired somebody to do that. <laughs> nah, that's the company that did that. And like, then I catch myself hating because I'm like, oh man. But, I have to perfect my craft. So, I literally... Me and my girl talk talking about this the other day. I'm making this video for us. And I was like, it's time to go cheat. And she started laughing. She's like, it's not cheating. I'm like, yeah, it is cheating. Because what I'm doing is I'm going to pull up one of their videos and pick it apart. Right? Okay, so <laughs> on this frame, this is what they did to make this sound like this. And then I incorporated it in my video. And if I don't know how to do it, then I catch myself. On YouTube, trying to figure (laughs) out how to do it. So it's like the nice Kobe man paid off, right? There it is. (laughs) is. So it's like I can't judge other people's talent level or how they got there. If I'm gonna end up myself being there, because if you tell me in order to learn this you need to go back to school, I'm not doing it. I can't sit in the classroom. (laughs) Like I didn't want to be in there when I was there. So like people always be like, "Oh, you should go get your masters," and "Ah, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm all right. Right, I YouTube it.
3: Right, but I'm gonna get these cheat code masters.
1: It's that's exactly what it is. It it takes me back to my sports days of just watching film, and I'm literally watching film in order to make said film
3: and breaking it down. And oh, dope! Yeah,
1: I can attest to that, bro. Yeah, that dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) used to come over to look at Jay like Jay, what you doing, this brother? Yeah, I'm just watching. (laughs) watching. You see all that? You they did?
1: Yeah, like dang, okay. And so, like, to people around me, it's hilarious because they can watch something, but when I see it, I see it completely different. Yeah, And, like,
2: that's I'll pick out so something funny. and
1: I'll be like, man, shut up. Like, yeah, I'm okay." Or I if I see know. something happening that's lazy, I'm like, ah, oh, they're lazy. That one. Like, that's I can see funny. the lightning shot. and, and that's I a see true. This. I can see that.
3: <laughs> that's a true love for, for what your craft, man. Because I know it's so yeah. funny for me, you know, coming from the sales and marketing side of things, like, I'll go sit in an arena and I'll be like man, look at that digital signage. (laughs) and They need to rotate that. Man, I wonder how much they pay for that in-game voice announcement. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so so it's totally different when you're with some light people. That's pretty awesome, man.
1: And that's that's where it's at for me, which is, and and it's funny because if you would ask, when I first met Miles, I didn't do video because I loved it. Like, I didn't really start loving what I do until after seeing how people react to what I do.
2: Wow. And I don't
1: know if that's like, that's childish in the sense of like my mm-hmm. ego is stroked, but like to the I don't take compliments well. Like if somebody compliment me, I'm all right. I'm all right. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> it, internally it's like oh damn, like they really fans, like they really like what I did. And so literally up until about six months ago, I realized I'm actually good at what I do. Like I knew I was good, yeah. but to a level where it's like wow, people actually hit me up and being like yo how can I do this and how can I do that? And I'm like, Oh damn, I'm the, I've become that person now where nice. people are asking me questions. And so, cause I, I've had plenty of nights where I call people like, and be like, yo, I just can't figure out how to do one plus one. It's just not two. And then they break it down for me. So now I get random calls and if people, I don't even know, I'm just sitting in the show and somebody calls me like, Oh, I met you at so-and-so. Can you answer this question? And it's just like, dang, like, okay. I'm actually perfecting my craft, which then gives me that urge to be like, okay, now I got to step myself up. Like, yeah,
3: nice. So, So how is it being in Miami? Have you learned Spanish yet?
1: (laughs) It's funny because I'm from LA, (laughs) so like, like
0: you still wearing chucks out
3: there.
1: Coming here, I was cocky. Like, man, I know Spanish. Like, watch out. like Oh, no, you
3: It's a different dialect down it's there. A, homie.
1: It's a different. And, like, people out here don't understand when I say that. Because I'm like, I know Mexican Spanish. Like, I grew up with Mexican people. So I understand Mexican Spanish. Boy, I go got, to, back to got Mexican got Spanish. You got
3: Cubans down there, Dominicans. You got Cubans,
1: Dominican, <laughs> Colombians. And so it's just, it's, it's funny because I just be looking like a little kid stuck. And like, you ever, you ever like look at somebody, you in a room with somebody, y'all say a joke. If you look at the person laughing, you know, he don't know what y'all talking about, but he just laughing because he don't want to feel like he left out. That's literally me. Every, <laughs> that's me every day at work because like everybody I work with in my video department. So it's me, I'm black. And like, I have someone from Nicaragua. I have someone from Colombia I have someone from everywhere, like Puerto Rico. And so like, I'm, literally just in there and they'd be talking. And so at certain points, they like say jokes and Spanish. I like, cut all that out, man. They did <laughs> say, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> because oh, but like to, to my benefit, it works because in baseball, there's a lot of Latin guys. Like right. a lot and of our the, players the, barely yep, speak English.
3: 100%. So that's where I was coming from.
1: <laughs> my my first, literally my first, I always get, my first day on the job was always, so like my first day on the job with the Marlins, I had to do a story about one of our pitchers. Now, his name is Jose Pereña. He's from DR. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So me and my coworker Julio, we go up there, we film it. And when we sit down, I got all these questions. So I'm about to hit him with this one. I'm about to hit him with that one. He's about to hit him with this one. Right. He sit down. He don't speak no English for the first 45 minutes of it. I'm like, oh, man. So, like, Julio's doing the interview. He's sitting there talking. I was like, man, this is it's about to be tough. <laughs> I gotta do this. <laughs> like I like how do I even edit this? Like I don't know how to speak Spanish, let alone edit someone speaking to me. Right. And so we film we doing this interview and he just keeps looking at me with this like glaze. Ah. Uh, yeah, you know, yo, you don't even know what I'm oh. saying. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Now one part I'm thinking in my mind, he don't want to do this interview. Second part is I gotta lot to speak Spanish. We finished the interview. I'm, like, wrapping up, putting up my equipment. And then he goes, hey, man, I appreciate y'all. Oh. <laughs> it was cool. He's like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was Yo, he got you. <laughs> and so I, like, look, and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, he's like, I appreciate you, bro. And I was like, you speak English? <laughs> he started laughing and double tapped me and walked out the room. <laughs> so <laughs> Yo. but like that's kind of like how our it's it's one of them like that's how my job started and i was like all right this is gonna be entertaining like it's gonna be something different and so yeah that's that's how you got me on the first day
3: oh that's what's up man all right man well let's kind of change it up a little bit man we like to call us the winner's circle man when we get into like your platform and just what you got going on and um you know you're doing these videos man so How is it, you know, to create, I I see a lot of tags on some of the things that you've done, uh, mellow cinematics. Yeah. So is that the brand you kind of want to roll out with, or is that just kind of, you know, what you have set up right now for the stuff that you do? And just, just tell me about that path.
1: Um, I, I don't want to say that's the brand that I want to roll with. It's, uh, I guess an interesting part of it is my whole life has been different. So the West coast, miles most people know me as either jay jason or some form of that but when i'm back home everybody calls me melo um so it's like this this is my name that i grew up with that was given to me by a football coach because he called me lackluster and it was just like you just don't care (laughs) and so he just started calling me melo
2: wow but it
1: fits me so well because if you don't know me it comes off like i'm lackluster and i don't care which most of the time I just don't care. And so
2: <laughs> okay.
1: it kind of just became my name. And so when I started traveling and working in the business world, it just became Jay. Because everywhere, I have the most common name in the world. Every building I'm at, somebody's name is Jason. Right. And so when I was, you know, everywhere, it was just Jay. And so when I got to the Marlins, I introduced myself, and there's three Jasons in the building. There's two Js in the building. And so... The lady at HR was like, yo, um, do you have a nickname? And I was like, Well, I kinda just go by Mello back home man. and that just kinda stuck. So everybody in the Marlins world or everybody that I've met through the Miami Marlins world or anything I've worked out here met me as Mello. Nice. So it just kinda so in literally in Florida, I'm known as Melo outside of my girl and her friends, they all call me Jay because she introduced me to that. Right. But everybody else that I started in contact with calls me Mello. Nice. And so, <laughs> okay. From a branding standpoint, I'm like, oh, that kind of that is thick, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, because in the sense of meeting people, like I said, I'm six four, so you gonna remember who I am. But if I tell you my name is Jay, that'll blend in. But if I tell you my name is Mellow, every single time I introduce myself as Mellow, somebody goes, oh, damn, that's a pretty cool name. And it's not like, oh, that's your real name. It's just like, oh, that that works. Right. And then when they're around me for a while, they are like, oh. Is Mellow your real name? Cause that really fits your personality. <laughs> and so I think it's just kind of like, that's why I title my Instagram Jay Mellow, because that's what I'm known as. That's how people know me. And uh, I don't even know if I have a, I guess a brand where I'm like, yo, this is going to be my brand. Cause I don't want to be that dude to do that. And then change it a few years. So for me, it's just like I, my brand is my name. So if it's Jay or if it's Mellow. One of them dudes did your video. It just happened to same. So that's <laughs> so, so, so just kind of, I look at it. Um, and that's how I introduce myself. Is And, and it's funny, though, when those paths kind of cross where I'm in a room and somebody's like Jay and I respond and the people that know me as Mellow. Mello like, like, oh, like- that's your name? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. So <laughs> it's interesting. But I don't know. I feel like it works for me. Yeah. And as far as like visually, it's not like a name that you see all the time. And then, of course, I get the comment, I like, know. Oh, did you get that from Carmelo? Like, sure. That's, I mean, yeah.
0: Hold, a, that. hold, like, hold on, hold on, bro. I don't like the whole change in your demeanor when you disrespected Melo like that.
1: <laughs> How did I <laughs> disrespect Yeah, I guess. Was, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Because like, I'm not, it's like, I'm not going to argue and tell you where I got it from. Because then, I mean, I got to talk to you more, and I'm not trying yet, But. <laughs> Yeah, hey, like it's it's funny though. But yeah, a lot of people out here be like, "Oh, you Carmelo fan?" And I just be thinking like, I really think I'm
3: gonna name myself up after somebody who's my fan. Of them? like that's weird, but no, nah, that's just kind of how it is. That's funny. So, all right, you've done some um some nice videos, man. Just around the Miami. I was down there for Super Bowl, and I the shit. Wish I'd have. Um, link that with I man. know, man. But <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm pretty sure you and everybody else, man, was running crazy because, like, I was looking at some of this Fox set stuff that you did with um with Cam. So, how did that stuff yeah. come across, man? Was that something he reached out to you, or is that from y'all like past relationship, man? Like, just t- just tell me about that. And, and just like some of your projects that you work like with just athletes, man. Are they calling you now? or you talk about that, man? Let me know.
1: Um, so a few athletes I know just from prior history. Um, like, sir, like just like Takeo Spikes played for the Chargers when I was there. We kind of kept the relationship. Landed to him at Super Bowl at a party, which is hilarious. Um, but for those particular ones during Super Bowl, it was uh, actually through work that I've done out here, which was, oh, I saw your video. Who did this video? And so people that I've come across would be like, yo, this person is looking for someone to do X, Y, Z. Are you interested? And I learned a long time ago you never say no. Even if you don't want to do it, there's an opportunity for you to grow in it. So I come across somebody that saw something that I did for the Marlins and reached out via Instagram and was just like, hey, um, I know you do X, Y, Z, but if you're interested, can you film something for me? And I was like, sure, whatever. Trying to find out the person works for a sports agency. And so to bring it back full circle, I ended up doing this video and the video was for a golfer. And she's like, have you ever filmed golf before? Indeed, yes I have. <laughs> I filmed 30, 31 sports nice. So right. um, I drive into who knows where, Florida, um, to do this interview, and I did the project for them and they loved it. And she was just like, yo, we don't have anyone in Florida that can represent us as far as video-wise as women to do coverage. Um, if you're open to it, I'll just kind of call you and meet me. Like, I'm open to it. So that led to more people contacting me. And then when it came to the Super Bowl, the original company Out Tony about reached out to me. And she's like, hey, um, we have Cam Jordan. We have Malcolm Jenkins. We have a list of other athletes that we need someone to film. And I'm like, okay, um, when is it? And she's like, during Super Bowl week, if you're open. Wow. Cool. I make myself available. Um, <laughs> so I did that. I filmed around with Cam Jordan, and it was cool because we had the cow time. And we were talking about that, which then I run into Deshaun Jackson, and I kind of grew up around him. We kind of know each other mutually through friends, which then I ran into y'all Raider boys, uh, Jonathan Abrams. Abram. That man talks a lot. <laughs> he
0: is hilarious.
1: Um, but he's really cool. And no, so, like, I'm filming with these guys. The and we're on different sets. And they're doing what they call the car washes, which is, you know, he's doing and making appearances at different sets. So, me and Cam Jordan doing A Day in a Life. And the following day it was Malcolm Jenkins. And he was nominated for Man of the Year Award yeah, for it. the NFL. And so, what ended up happening is we go in there. Hey, and state. We're filming. And... <laughs> we went in and filmed with uh <laughs> with their signing helmets. And so while uh, they're signing helmets, uh Cam walks in with his camera crew. And if you know anything about Cam, he's all personality and I didn't realize his whole camera crew it was three guys. It was three black dudes. And I was like, Oh, that's kinda cool. There's three black dudes. Yeah. And so then other NFL players are in there.
3: And you're talking Cam now, Newton, right? Not or are you still yeah, talking Cam, Cam Jordan?
1: Not, okay. No, yeah. no, Cam Cam yeah. dude walk. Yep. And so, uh, I'm filming my Malcolm Jenkins. I'm respecting the boundaries. Like, you know, whenever you're around, like for my job, like I said, you can't be too high. You can't be too low, but there's boundaries that you do, which is like, okay, one, you never cross over somebody else's camera shot, blah, 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 blah. But the biggest one is you don't act differently around actors. And so I'm filming. And as I'm filming, I feel the presence of cam walking towards me. I'm like, all right, whatever.
0: Hey, you I'm said filming. presence.
1: Is he that big? Yeah, six, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like he's like he legit 6'6". Yeah, whatever. Like yeah. he, yeah, they not they not faking him yeah. so I like I'm taking and I think I posted one of the shots where I was like leaning sideways, taking a photo or something. I felt somebody touch my head. And now for me, I've people always want to touch my hair for whatever reason. I don't yeah. get it. People always want to touch me. Everywhere I go, people want to touch me. And so, like, <laughs> he touches my head. And I had, like, headphones in. So I really wasn't paying attention. I, like, look over. And, like, one of the other photographers that was in the room, I knew him because he also does stuff with the Marlin.
2: Okay. And so
1: he, he was the one that took all those pictures. And so he's sitting there taking pictures. And so I, like, I'm like. I'm like, what's up, bro? You trying to find a recipe? Because what you got going is rough. <laughs> I mean, and then, uh, <laughs> oh,
3: shit.
1: <laughs> and so he laughed at me and he's like, oh, you got the juices and berries going. He's like, what you got in that mix, man? That's not all you. That's a perm. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. And yeah. so he like, hair battle. It Let's just, go. Yeah. I'm going to step out of like- that.
0: I'm going to see my way out. hair
1: <laughs> you go. You to go, go ahead and get up out of here. Yeah, I'm going out of here.
3: Miles yeah. lost before you even yeah, entered the race.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it just became, like, this little moment of just, like, him laughing and him joking and him kind of going back and forth with me. And then uh, I ended up filming throughout the entire day. And after it was all said and done, I met some of his camera crew and we exchanged information. And so – my hopes, if something comes out of that, If not, if it doesn't. But if it does, you know, I have that connection with that person. So that's just kind of how my job or what I do, it benefits me because of my stature. There's a comfortableness around athletes, which then in turn, they have a comfortableness with me. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure if I was just the typical video dude with the d pads, he wouldn't even acknowledge <laughs> that. But right. In those moments, and then after we filming, he's like, Oh, I like how you filming, I like the style. Like, and then he literally was like, Yo, tag me or whatever I'm at. So when I tagged him, he responded on Instagram, which then I was like, Oh, okay, so he's not even just being, you know, you know, some people just be saying stuff, but he, he tagged me on Instagram and he's like, Yo, you ever post something? He, I tag you, out will whatever. And so I was like, oh, Okay, cool, that's dope. But, but yeah, he's cool, go ahead, cool brother. Comfortable
0: in this, so I said I was gonna say the story about IKEA. I'm oh, here you it. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hear it. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> so, man, like, so full story, like, Jay, like, Jay even filmed like the proposal I did to my wife. So, like, he he set up, he almost envisioned the whole thing. Don't, uh, Kristen, don't listen to this part, but like, he, <laughs> like, he was like, Yeah, no, you probably should no, do Kristen, this. It was, a, it was a collaboration, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom, you should probably do this. This, and I was like, Pet, I, I can work with that, whatever. So, anyway, so, like. <laughs> One day we were going to buy I don't know like a TV stand or something like that
3: Okay This is a, a USA Today <laughs> this is, this is Yeah this is in, at USA in, football This is Indy in,
0: in, in, Indy okay So we like oh yeah let's go to Ikea and get this So we walk in there I, I Like I've been to Ikea before But I'm not really in like Ikea like that So I'm with, with my wife now And and Jay is like oh yeah <laughs> He clap like oh yeah I, I, I do this like yeah. 31
3: sports hey. worked out
0: IKEA. Game time. Yeah, so Jay like oh bam, you gonna need this. Okay, this section. Yeah, it's a one like you going to need these two pieces. And like, then if you take this right here, hey, let's put that go all together, yeah, it's let's go, loop around. Yeah, if you go in the basement, they give you this cart, like, damn,
3: like
0: <laughs> you know what you're doing in here, big Ooh. fella. God, no. Hey um, man, that was that was my, my spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It's all love, man. I appreciate
1: you, brother.
3: That's dope, man. Always got that eye, right? That's that's your, that's your sport now. Nah,
1: literally, <laughs> IKEA, IKEA gave me work ethic, man. And, like, me and my girl always had each face because I'm not the biggest restaurant tipper because I the reason why I'm not the biggest restaurant tipper, and I know I may get crucified for this, but, like, for me, the chef makes the food. The waiter brings it out. <laughs> I got to pay him some money for that. Where I'm at IKEA, building hey, this to your boy, that picking, this. <laughs> p- picking up two hundred boxes a day, and I got a boy on the back of my shoulder. Like yeah. if anybody should get a tip, it should be me picking up these 200 two hundred pound boxes. So <laughs> that's, that's neither here nor there. That's but hilarious. What it's, it's, it's just funny, man. Full circle. But yeah, Full IKEA circle. was my world, man. All and right, then man, that other story with the. uh, the roses, I got that from Pagasar. That's funny.
3: There it is. There it is, man. All right, man. So this is the um, the assist. All right, man. This is kind of where we let you put your Coach Carter hat on, you know, where you're going to, you know, drop some gems or some nuggets or just maybe like your life mantra uh, just for anybody maybe that wants to get in the game or just how you've had success. So give us the assist, man.
1: Uh, I guess the, the biggest question that everybody gets in any field is how do I enter it? Um my response and more my assist would be today's time has the easiest platform of Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Just do it. Like if I would have known back when I was going through the struggle of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, if I would have just hit record and posted it online, <laughs> I could have got a reaction from that. Mm-hmm. Then my life would be much different. So I'm not an advocate for telling somebody to go learn film because I also am one to feel like the best way to learn a job is just to do it. Even if you don't know, do it. Ask questions. So if there's somebody in your vicinity that you want to ask a question, ask a question. If you don't, if they don't know the answer, then look it up. YouTube about everything. Right. So I would just say, just do it, man. Just hit record and go for it. Love it.
3: That's
1: iMovie iMovie's a great start for everybody. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there you go, the, the learning platform. But sometimes, man, when,
0: when, sometimes when I just do it, I man, I, and I love that, man, because it's, it's so true, man. You just got to just just go do it. Go try it. Go do what you got, you want to do. Live out your dreams. But sometimes I'm trying to live out my dreams recording something. And, for instance, we, had, we were at a game. Me and Jay was at a game. And uh, I saw a touchdown. So I recorded it one way like, oh, yeah, that's dope. And Jay showed me his. It's like <laughs> slow motion. and See the man sweat dripping off his face like, damn, I'm just going to delete mine. It's right. Like, right, yeah, right.
3: Like, I ain't going to show nobody that one. Can you just copy? Can you tag me and yours? Right. Like, yeah. they, they send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: see,
1: oh, but man. like if that, was, if, if that was your fashion, mm-hmm. your response would have been like, all right, cool now I gotta make sure mine look like that next time yeah for sure and okay, so man. like there's just that that motivation to just doing it man but nah me and Miles always had that moment where we film the same thing and then he just put his phone in the spot and I have that's alright yeah, I'm gonna put mine up <laughs> I'm,
0: t- I'm gonna just tuck mine just in, tuck mine in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what's up man well yo <laughs> Jay, Mello, my mans. Hey, man, we really appreciate your time today, man. Um, No problem. Hey, want to thank our guests. You know, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, If you enjoyed it, share it. If you didn't enjoy it, still share it. All right. So we're Black in Sports. That's Black I N Sports on all your uh, social networks so that's YouTube, G Twitter, Facebook and then just give us feedback man let us know what you thought of the show who you want us to interview some other questions that we could ask our guests and then lastly we're on on all your um podcast platforms Apple, Spotify, iHeart so please check us out and know that
1: we're rooting for you all all right son. You're too eager. You ain't having it good. Me either. Let's get together and make this whole world believe us. At my huh? arraignment, screaming? All those blacks got it, sports and entertainment until we even.